very special. Now. What happened? See, you already screwed the intro. It takes a five, like three seconds for it to go. <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special RC Roundtable. This is a uh, marks a couple of different milestones for us, and I uh, hope you will enjoy the show. I'm Fitz Walker, and joining me is Lee Ray. Hey, guys. And Terry Dunn. How you doing? <laughs> well, great. Oh, this is awesome. It actually works. It's amazing when technology works. Shh, don't jinx it. <laughs> As I mentioned, this is the RC Roundtable. Normally, we are a audio-only podcast, but this time we try, decided to do something very different to celebrate our 50th-ish show. <laughs> uh, and so we thought, well, hey, let's you know pull ourselves into the 21st century and try a live video podcast. Should and we explain why we call it 50-ish? Uh, yes, because we had a one or two half episodes or special editions, you know, like when you watch 60 Minutes, it says, you know, join us online for uh, special extra features and that kind of stuff. So we've done that several times in the past, and those were like half episodes, episode 13 and a half or whatever. So uh, we're up, this is our 50th full episode. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Uh, so we are celebrating our 50-ish full episode. And we're also experimenting and having a very first video podcast. So let me just give you a quick explanation what who we are and what we do. We are nobody and we don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the modelers who don't do anything. We are modelers, yes. The RC Roundtable is just that, radio-controlled models. We, we are three amigos, so to speak, that love RC models, especially RC airplanes. And so that's normally what we talk about, all aspects of flying and building and whatnot for RC airplanes. Uh, now, we don't always talk about RC airplanes. We like to do dabble in RC cars and boats and whatever we can, else we can think of. And we are a bi-weekly show. You can see our previous shows at the rcroundtable.com. And I think we'll put a link eventually in the bottom of the video here. So for those of you who've never heard of this show, uh, and just seeing us for the first time on YouTube. Uh, we, th all three of us, uh, we've known each other for quite some years and we've flown together, although some of us have moved away to parts uh, very far away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the band got broken up. Uh, so uh, we have a, a very long and storied history in RC models. It's our passion, it's our love. We are quote unquote lifers in this hobby and we love it so much. And we, we had a good time just talking with ourselves and then we thought, hey, why don't we have a podcast where we can uh, poke fun at ourselves and have invite other people to listen in and, and discuss different topics of the day regarding the industry, uh, our own hobbies, our own projects. And, and we also have lots of guests. We've been fortunate that we've had some pretty interesting guests on in the past. So we please look people. back. What kind of people? Can so I, we know people. Can yeah. I run some names off here real quick? Like, go ahead, Lee. Are you name dropping? I'm name dropping everybody who, well, at least I think everybody who's been on the show, but Randy Larson, Keith Sparks, Austin Furry, Furry, Fury, Chris Wolf, Gary Wright, Jim Burke, Tony Acurso, Thayer Syme, Ben Warren, Philip Hinkle, and Joshua Orchard. Wow, we've had that many people? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Thanks, guys, for being on our show. Maybe yes. Great episodes. Yes, we've had some. 
yes, yeah, so our buddy Keith Sparks, uh, he runs Park Flower Plastics and uh, a personal friend of ours, and he comes in all the time. If, if you're in the hobby, you know he's a very well-known guy that builds, scratch builds, lots and lots of really, really neat stuff. And yeah, he'll come back in May. May? Oh, great. I was wondering when he's going to be back. When he, can, when he has a break. Cool. He's always an interesting guy. He's a no-nonsense guy, so it's always fun to talk with him. Uh, so uh, we hope you really enjoyed the show. If you're into models, uh, it should be a great show. If you're not into models, just stick with us. You might find some interesting stuff. We try to be lighthearted uh, and, and just have a good time talking models. Guys, want anything? Lee? What do you want to say about yourself? Oh, what am I about myself? I as I'm a lifer. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm an, uh, I speak model aviation. That's, <laughs> that's uh, I've been doing this uh, since I was a little kid, eight to ten years old. And if you can see behind me, this is my uh, my lovely workshop that I've been uh, blessed to have. It's it's a detached section of my garage, and uh, I love it. It's a little it's Zen like in here. I've got tons of stuff back there. But uh, going back to Fitz and Terry, we've been friends for a very long time. Uh, Going back to, to best, that's when I think I first met you guys, and we just have a great time together. And I'm just glad that we just decided to, you know, we we talk all the time or, or email, but maybe maybe I'm gonna maybe it was Terry. Terry, am I gonna give you the credit or was it Fitz? For what? Second? For getting us together and doing a podcast. Oh no, I was gonna ask the same question. Who who started this crazy idea? It was Lee and I. Remember, we were driving back from an event from best. From where was it? Where did we go? It was pretty it was far. Was it oh, was it, oh, was Weatherford? it uh, Weatherford? Yes, Weatherford Swap Meet. Yes. Well, we had, had to, to be nice, we had discussion about other podcasts. And we discussed things we liked, things we didn't like. Uh, and we thought, well, if there's things that we didn't like, not to to pose a negative light on other podcasts, just we have our personal preferences. And Lee said, well, what about this and this and this? I said, you know, that's a good idea. Because I'm was i a very neophyte to podcasting, so it's not something I do all the time. And so Lee pulled up a few, we listened to a few, and we thought we just started discussing things we would do differently, and then the rest is history. It's history. And it's a good way to us to keep up with Terry, unfortunately, who's been the, the distant of the three amigos. Yeah, um, yeah, we should point out that we all uh, hail from the Houston area, Houston, Texas. And we all live basically in the city, and we used to fly together all the time. And then Lee had to, uh, Lee, Terry <laughs> had to up and move out. He's he's bounced around Texas a little bit, and then ultimately now he's in Buffalo, New York. Right, right Terry? I have a basement, and you don't. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually in my basement workshop here, and it's snowing outside. So. I think that sums it up. Oh, that's right. You guys had a big storm pass by, didn't you? No, we didn't really get hit by that nor'easter, but we had some snow past couple of days. Nothing to worry about. So, you know, status quo. Yeah, well, welcome. Well, tell us York. about you, Terry, since it's your turn. About me? Yeah. Um, I think it would be the same story you guys just told. <laughs> I've been doing this since I was a kid. I, I couldn't stop if I wanted to. So, just glad to have you guys to to discuss things with so I don't burst. Well, we all have okay. a good variety of, of stuff we like. Uh, uh, Terry's a, a writer and he, he does a lot of reviews and he seems to uh, monsterize uh, things, which is so cool. And I have, I, I have one of his really cool planes back here, <laughs> his parallax. Uh, well, from that perspective, it doesn't look that unusual. Oh, should I go lift it up? No, you no, no. Maybe walk over there? <laughs> no. Maybe later. Uh, 
uh fitz you've you've got a huge variety in the hobby because like right now let's talk about what's next to you there uh microphone no to your <laughs> right <laughs> uh right here uh one of my earliest passions is a little distractions kid, uh, just distractions they're good distractions uh plastic models i really love plastic models i've built uh, since i was a little kid before i even got to rc models i built plastic models and so over the years i've got a pretty good collection of plastic models anyways so i've got uh i love plastic models i especially love stuff like sci-fi you can see some star trek star wars that kind of stuff sitting here uh and i love japanese anime stuff so gundams lots of gundams and macross uh oops turn the camera that way and the last row is uh regular stuff like airplanes i love modeling airplanes of say regular types. stuff regular <laughs> stuff yeah what's up terry was plastic your gateway drug to rc uh, yes, it was basically. Um, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was too poor for. I had two gateway drugs actually. Now that I think. Uh, when I was, of course, a kid and had no money, uh, plastic models were cheap, and I also built a lot of free flight balsa wood, like the Gillows kits and stuff, back in middle school. And I, got, I built a heck out of those things. They flew terribly, but I had a lot of fun putting them together and building them, applying the tissue paper badly, and, and running around in my front yard trying to fly them, and that really was the next step was rc models after that once i got a you know, high school job and that kind of stuff and then I, <laughs> and then i basically became a chocolate lover in a chocolate store because i ended up working at a hobby store right <laughs> they pay you a merchandise uh the the, the um the owner was fantastic he's a really nice guy in fact i'm still friends with him to this day and whenever i go up to uh visit my hometown basically i, I kind of visit him uh, he doesn't have a store anymore but what he did was uh, he says, hey, if you need anything, just write it down, and, and we'll, we'll tally it up later when it comes payday. Uh, and he gave me a discount to himself. And so there was a few times I came home with a negative paycheck. <laughs> so maybe he was more shrewd than I thought, actually. <laughs> so that's, a, that's, what we, that's what we do, guys. We have a really good time. Uh, talking. I think sometimes we, we continue our conversations much longer than our podcast. And I think sometimes we edit it just a little bit because we know that there's uh, an hour or two of stuff you probably really don't care to hear. But uh, we certainly have a great time doing this. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning into this uh, YouTube channel. We're not sure if we'll keep doing it. Uh, we'll certainly keep doing the audio podcast. Uh, but if we were to do a regular podcast, this would be the time where we talk about new products. And we've got a couple of neat items that are on our list. So uh, Fitz, why don't you share with our listeners what we're going to talk about today? Okay. Uh, we got a couple things up. And I guess I can try the new share screen feature. Normally, we just talk about it and you listen and pretend in your mind's eye what we're talking about. But I think in this case, I can actually show pictures. And so first up, oh, I guess I'm going to hit this. I pressed the button, Frank. <laughs> All right. So, what's this button do? <laughs> Can you see it? Nope. I just see your face, your mug. I just see my face. I hit the thing. <laughs> now we see my face. Oh, oh! I got to hit the other button. How about this button? Good. How about this button? There we go. All right. Hey, hey. We're making up as we go along here. 
Tony, if you could share, hi. All right, well, first up is the Fly Zone DC3. This just popped up, uh, I think, this past week from uh, Tower Hobbies is showing it. So uh, you should be able to get also your local hobby stores. And uh, this is really neat. It's a micro. Is it a 20 something inch wingspan? Uh, 23 inch uh, wingspan. Yeah. 23 inch wingspan. Twin DC3. It looks pretty nice. It's a standoff scale. Uh, I think it has removable landing gear on it. And uh, you can see how the nose pops off. You can stick a single cell, I think a 250 milliamp hour battery pack. Uh, and it comes in two motives, which is really nice. You have silver, and there is a uh, C-47 version, so it's in military. Uh, and probably, I think it has the little bubble. Do you guys remember it has a little C-47 has a little bubble top on it? Oh, I didn't notice if it has that. Uh, I wonder if we can pull it up real quick. Yeah, it's funny because I saw the announcement for the DC-3 version first. Then I'm like, hmm, too bad. I'm going to have to paint it to make it a C-47. <laughs> and then the next day, I saw the announcement for the C-47 version. Uh. Oh, score. And you can see I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see. Sorry, my computer is not the fastest thing in the world here. Oh, it doesn't have the bubble. Oh, oh, oh well. <laughs> I guess well, you we can, can add one of those. Yeah, I can add a little bubble. The C47 version had actually a bubble for the uh, navigator to uh, take celestial fixes and that kind of stuff. So, uh, so it's still pretty neat. There's some video of it flying, and it was doesn't look too bad. It looked, they were flying it indoors, so we can pop it up. It looked just a little bit fast, so I'm hoping they were hot dogging with it, and it'll slow down some. It's not. It's not terribly fast. I didn't think it was. Nope. Yeah, they're inside of a, a fairly large gym. Yeah, they're inside. Uh, I did compare it to their B25, and it has a lower wing loading than the B25. Oh, good. Sold, so, oh, because you guys know the first thought I had when I saw this model, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no. For those who don't know, a few years ago, I built a. I scratch bolt a model of a Waco CG4A glider to the same scale as, as a larger C47 model that I had. And the three of us have aerotoed that combo numerous times. So I have all intentions of making a Waco for this micro C47. And I've done a little bit of math. It looks like that Waco is going to have a 20 inch wingspan. So. How, how are you going to get to release? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I could use one of those tiny servos, but I'm going to try to figure out some passive system. Okay. So we'll see. I thought about that Velcro release that you used to use on the <laughs> glider, but that seems a little bit harsh for micros. Three, four pieces come out. <laughs> yeah. As it flies by, you just swat it away. <laughs> yeah, I was going to pull up a picture of, a of what? what you're talking about. The older one? Oh, no, no. an actual Aerotow? Actually, Aero Toe. With a C47 and a Waco. Like a full scale or the model yeah, I'm talking scale. about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, this is visual, right? Yeah, I've probably got a photo of my model. Yeah, we, we both had, uh, all three of us had fun doing a, towing uh, uh, the Waco with your, you had you have a big DC3 and the Waco glider, so. Right. Uh, we would, uh... Yeah, I've lost count of how many people have flown the Waco because it's really easy to fly behind the C-47, just basically kind of keep it you know, flying in the same direction. And it's pretty easy to land. I remember towing that behind the uh, Pawnee. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> and, I did a good job with it. Well, remember, this is before, this is after I got the Pawnee and I didn't have a tow hook system installed yet. So we just used a T-pin. Right behind the canopy, <laughs> remember? Because the oh, locker yeah. didn't weigh anything, and that, that that worked out pretty good. 
What was that thing that Fitz just had on the screen with a zero length tow line? It's a very odd picture. Yeah, usually uh, the tow line was much longer. So you to, did you find it? It's, it's, I don't know if it's a direct link or something. It's very well, odd. There was, they had a wench, but I, I never knew they would That's tow them right. that closely. There's a the more normal looking tow. So anyway, that's something we've done, and yeah. yeah, that's well. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Lee, but when they were first building those Waco gliders during World War II, they evaluated a bunch of different airplanes to use as the tow planes, and they actually thought the P thirty eight was going to be the choice. Yeah, was it you that they sent did me a photo? Didn't you send me a photo? Um, of oh, maybe I did. Yeah. But then eventually they figured out they had more C forty sevens to spare than P thirty eight, so that's what they went with. That was so. neat. Anyway, but we digress. We're talking about the little guy. So I like it. I, I have a Flyzone P38 that I love. It's a twin. Uh, this one's got counter-rotating props. The, this... You would love any P38. I'm talking about the DC-3. Uh, but like... I, I love that. Um, it's got you know ailerons, elevator, rudder. Uh, it seems to fly real well in the videos. Uh, the only comment that I wanted to add that I just came across today um, was the battery that they used for that plane. Um, I was curious if it was the same Electrofly that I use, and it is, but it appears, uh, after getting confirmation from Tower Hobbies today, that uh, Electrofly is not going to be making LiPos anymore. The reference to uh, replacement parts on that battery is for the Onyx brand of LiPos. So if you're out there and you're using Electrofly batteries, be aware that you probably won't be able to get those anymore. You'll have to find an equivalent. Well, my hunch is because Electrify was a house brand for Hobbyco and Onyx has always been a house brand for Hobbyco, that they've been the same all along, just with different stickers. And so I think effectively there won't be any difference. And I'm, the response they sent you said that they're going to have equivalents. Is that correct? If they don't already have Onyx equivalents, they will? They do. And they're, just, they're not available until May, it looks like. I, okay. if I, didn't see that, if I saw that right. But I, I'd never seen an Onyx lipo battery especially one that's small all the onyx that i have are car batteries hard uh, hard shelled two cell battery onyx batteries right i think they even have some nickel metal hydride onyx as well but it yeah. i get the hunch with absolutely no proof of to support anything i'm saying i just suspect that onyx will be their universal battery brand for whatever so we'll okay. see if that's true or not it should be interesting and uh, we all, we all, three of us made this comment. Uh, we all have tactic radios. It would be great if they made this in a, um, well, I say receiver ready. That, that wouldn't be it because you'd be putting your own receiver in, but have one without the transmitter so you can use your own tactic radio. Because that's one okay. thing I love about my tactic now with my fly zone and my uh, Great Plains EDF Saber and some other planes that I have. I can just put them all in one tactic computer radio so right. i assume new... you can use your existing tactic you're just paying for a transmitter you're not going to use at this point exactly and that's the same problem i have with that champ s plus you know so did the know, p38 and or b25 have transmitter free options what would you call that almost ready to fly i guess oh. i don't, i don't remember don't mine came with the radio okay i think the uh saber came with an any link uh, transmitter uh, device, though it didn't come with a transmitter, it came with the AnyLink. Yeah, correct. I have the same thing, it came with a little AnyLink uh, adapter. Yeah, hmm. uh, all right. So, uh, when's this thing available, and how much does it cost? Uh, mid March, right around the corner. List priced of 
Hmm. Okay. They're not giving them away, but that is ready to fly. It is with the with the transmitter. There is so far is no talk of getting it without the transmitter. It looks like uh, somebody posted a question, and their answer was, "It's right now. It's only with the transmitter." Mm. But I don't know if that's set in stone or what. But yeah, I agree with Lee. That would be a nice alternate for the people that have tactic. Yeah, but it is uh, it's good for them for coming out with a little nice little DC three or high tech. I bet high tech is compatible as well. Yes, the high tech, uh, the newer ones, the nine X is has a built in SLT. Yeah. All right. What well, next? What was that, uh, Lee? Oh, I like my SLT radio. Doing good to me. Yeah, it's an open source um, format, if I remember correctly. SLT? Tactic? Yeah, the SLT. Yeah, the SLT uh, scheme, the actual radio transmitting scheme is what they call open source. So it's unlicensed, basically. But anybody can develop their own SLT transmitters and sell them. Oh, sweet. Well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> All right. I'll call up the circuit board manufacturer. And we'll be done just like that. Neon green RC roundtable SLT transmitters. There you go. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, at least if I get this thing to share again. This is the plane you were talking about, Fitz, so it's all yours, buddy. Oh, the location window. How does that work? Ah, there's option options. Yes. Phoenix model Stinson Reliant. It's a big one, too. 3035cc. Set up, you can set up for both gas and electric. Got something like an 80, what, 85-inch wingspan? 86.6-inch wingspan. Do I hear 87? <laughs> sold to the highest builder so this looks really nice this is a really nice sexy plane mid-30s era design it's you know it, if you wings. squint just a little bit it's not too far off from the lysander we were talking about yeah the, especially there. the wings it looks very lysanderish i wonder who came up with the the, the thought first or the general design what if somebody stole it from the other uh we had a little uh Anglo-Saxon rivalry or something. Uh, but it's very nice. As you see, it has little doors that open up. Where's uh, some pictures there? Uh, what are you doing? There. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Slow down, Fitz. Uh, well, here, I'll show I play the video. In the video, you can see uh, it has do working doors on the thing. <laughs> Is that really a selling feature for you? I like gadgets and gimmicks. So it's a nice looking plane, big. Aerobatic. There you go. See, it has uh, the doors work. Okay. No, I I noticed an uptick in the quality of this flight video compared to previous Phoenix model videos. So I think likely they upgraded their camera recently. Yeah, it does look a little nicer than usual. Uh, the one flying is a uh, gasser. They're flying. I don't know what gas engine was it. What uh, it I seems like a flight. Thirty-five. Thirty-five cc. Yeah, it's got flaps. Very nice detail. Uh, you can see here it has a nice roll. It seems to fly very, really well. Uh, it looks like a good, just kind of nice scale sport plane. You can fly around normally, or you can jerk it around a little bit. Yeah, he's in a little invertible pass. So it's really nice, all wood. I think it's got the fiberglass cowl. Uh, it's interesting. They didn't really quite have much airlet information on electric on the front page but if you kind of poke through they're talking a uh, electrofly uh, rimfire 1.6 on 10 to 12 cells okay it seems a bit much for a plane that size but I, 
Maybe not. How heavy? It's 86 inch wingspan. You're talking. Uh, let's go back down here. It's, uh, flying weight, eight kilograms. So what? 16, 18 pounds, roughly. Sure. Quick, back of the brain napkin thing. Uh, so uh, I have an 80 inch zero. I fly on two six cell 8,000 packs. So and it's actually fairly. It flies really well. It doesn't seem heavy at all in the wing. So I see that's pretty reasonable. That is 17.8 pounds. Ah. <laughs> nice work. Yeah, thanks. Pretty good for off the top of your brain. Okay. This airplane's all nice and everything, but really the only question on my mind now is, why do you have 36,000 unread emails? <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> Josh. Josh had to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> They're all looking at our background. What is Lee? What's that box Lee's got up there? What's that? Over oh, there? we've got. Fitz has got thirty-seven thousand emails. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just knows our chat window is active. We have we listeners. Have, yeah, <laughs> we have. I feel right. privileged that he ever answers any of mine. We 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 uh, uh, pay them well. No, a lot of that's just spam or what do you call it? Uh, you know, prize has got you know. Uh, special today, Fry's got special tomorrow. Fry's got the special Promotion, yesterday. It's all promotional stuff, so and I, I'm a little lax in deleting it. Gotcha. I think I paid for the extra storage on uh, what should we call it? Uh, oh wow, we got a bunch of people in the chat. Uh, okay, well I guess once we finish our uh, industry news, we will uh, uh, maybe interact more with the people in chat there. Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Yes, I have 35,392. No, wait, is it still 392? <laughs> wow. <laughs> if That's still on the show, it's going this way. <laughs> Let's get back to well, RC hey. stuff. <laughs> You're lucky everybody that's like... joining us online. <laughs> You're lucky I only have three tabs open. Normally, I have like a page full of tabs, uh, and, and I'll get chided because, uh, you know, uh, Jeff will come stop by. Uh, Jeff and I work together, and he'll like, you know, you've got 35,000 tabs open. Why don't you close some of your tabs so your computer doesn't slow to a crawl? Yeah. yeah. So who was going to do their mystery th thing first? I was told by my uh, fellow compadres that there's mystery stuff coming in the show. I have no mystery item to give. So who was first, Fitz or, or Terry? Uh, I'm okay going first. Is that all right? Okay. Okay, so I wanted to talk. What's that? I'm giving you the show. I'm clicking on uh, you. Okay. Well, yeah, don't build it up too much. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about my latest review kit that I just got. And we talked about VQ models a few times before. This is a VQ models P51B model. And it's a nitro or electric thing. And apparently they've had a version of this plane around for a while, but this newest update introduced a battery hatch on top and also flaps. So I guess it's easier to convert to electric. Um, and another thing about it, well, let me first say that it looks like a really nice plane. I've only popped open the box so far to check it out, but like the T-34 that I did a while back, the covering has the panel lines already drawn on it. It's got retracts and so it's got some really nice features. It looks like it's gonna be a nice plane. And they got the profile of a P-51B right, or you know, pretty darn close. So my first impression is pretty good. So here's my dilemma that I have now. And let it never be said that we don't tackle the, the heavy, hard-hitting issues here. 
So are you ready? Especially you, Fitz. I'm, I'm counting on you, buddy. This is a P51B model, and it is in the Tuskegee Airmen colors. I don't think they flew P-50. Oh, P-51. No, they, did. they had Bs and Ds. For some reason, I think P-38. Never mind. Yeah. Continue. So it's a P-51B model to ski airmen, red tails. Mm. Comes with a pilot figure. The dude is white. Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> Albino? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I, would, I have to change it, right? I mean, that... Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. To be so, accurate, yes. All right, so... Yeah, I might, <laughs> I might need some help with that. I, I don't want to be disrespectful in any way. So, oh, <laughs> that's wow. the podcast. I don't know you anymore. <laughs> All right, so I, you know, I've been doing some research on this um, because the the name of the plane on the side says Tuskegee Airmen. Actually, it says Tuskegee Airman, but I'll consider that was lost in translation at the factory. So I was wondering if that's actually a real airplane turns out that that's the livery that's on the P-51B model that the Red Tail Confederate Air Force Squadron flies now. I so don't think that's actually used in wartime. It's real, but was it actually used in wartime? I don't know if it's... I think it's a modern one just for you know honoring that squadron. And so that's a real airplane. It's a real livery. And looking around... There are white guys who fly that plane now. So I think <laughs> it's not completely inaccurate. But I think if we're being honest with the intent of this model, it, we can't do this. So you're making a PC P51D. <laughs> you have to. What's the point of doing a Tuskegee Airman I agree. scream if I agree. you're going to ignore the whole point? Honestly, Terry, it's entirely up to you. I would be offended either way. Just do whatever you feel like doing. Well, I, I don't know. I got it. What you do is you paint them half white, half black, like in that Star Trek episode. <laughs> Depending on which way it's flying. The yeah. binary one. Yeah, you ever said Star Trek episode where they had the. You know, <laughs> you know what Terry? Yeah. What episode was that? Paint that changes color with a servo. Well, so here, I guess my question is did the pilot, was the pilot in the box or was it already in the canopy? The, you know, canopy's glued on. Oh, it's not glued on. It looks like it's just screwed on, so it shouldn't be a big deal to pop him out. And but it is in the cockpit. It's not like it was just in the box for you to you know, choose one. Oh, no, no. There, there's one, and he's already factory okay. installed. So, Oops. yeah. Of course, my first reaction was to laugh, but then I, I thought there's a heavier... <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a heavier issue involved here. So I was trying to get up back to Fitz, but... Fitz, you have to say something so we can see your screen because we audio takes precedence. Oh, sorry. Did you, did well, you, you can lock it, right? Well, you disappeared. I'm not trying to lock it. I just can't see it. Go ahead, try did again, you, Fitz. Did you see my screen capture? My screen capture? No, it disappeared. Really? Yeah, no, I'm locking no. you now, so try again. I don't know if Terry's seen this. I know what you're talking about. Well, if the white guy in the cockpit doesn't offend people, the two-tone guy certainly does. <laughs> All uh, right. Very interesting, Terry. We could stop now, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. You didn't see it? I saw it. I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> so, Fitz, I have your blessing to to paint this guy. Uh, yeah, paint him blue, please. Okay, got it. Hey, can you do me a favor? Next time you go to Home Depot, put some of the color match cards up to your skin so I get a good... <laughs> I'll know exactly which color to pick. 
<laughs> I mean, pictures and the Pantone color of Vic Pantone, Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Look, so I go up and ask if I stick my hand in the machine. <laughs> okay, we can move on. I need to color match this. <laughs> Did I tell you I met one of the Tuskegee Airmen? Uh, he, they had one of the fly-in, model fly-ins, uh, it may have been a general club or something here in Houston, had one of the old Tuskegee Airmen show up. And, oh, that's awesome. Uh, he talked a little bit about his experiences. I took a picture with him and stuff, you know. How long ago was that? Uh, a couple years ago, maybe. Okay, so he was, long ago. he's not a young guy. No, he was very well seasoned, but uh, okay. he was still pretty coherent and uh, it was interesting to talk to. Good. He, Good. he got in trouble for, uh, he was hot dogging over some city trying to impress some girl. And he got in <laughs> All right, so what's our next topic? All right, so uh, I don't know what we have here. Kind of, kind of wraps up our intro. Uh, I got a little something in the mail. How about that? That's, okay, tell me about it. All right. So, in fact, I haven't even opened it up. I just got. It. Oh, we're doing an uh, an unboxing video. Really? You know how much Terry loves those. We're better than that, Fitz. We're doing unboxing. It'll be a quick, real quick and easy. It'll be the most exciting unboxing you'll ever see because I'm probably going to cut myself and eat all over the place. <laughs> Explosion of peanuts. Check that label first before you open it. Um, that is me and he is I. All right. Okay. All right. What's that smell? Why is it making a ticking sound? That's a big box for a pair of wheels. I got a bunch of wheels and some junk. And a, and a, a note that says, your order is back-ordered. <laughs> your order is back-ordered. No. I've got. Oh, cool. Oh, Steven Zero. Yes, I got the Steven Zero Padero Dactyl. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Archaeopteryx. Archaeopteryx, yes. Yeah. Apparently, this was a real play, and I looked it up. It was a real experimental 30s era goofy-looking thing. Uh, it's got wingerons or tipperons. How do you got these little weird tipperon things? That's you awesome. Them there, I guess they function as both the ailerons and elevator. Okay. Because there's no real elevator at the back; it's just a rudder. Okay, and it's not like a flying flea. Well, I guess if it ha only had one wing, it couldn't be. So yeah. interesting. I don't know. Well, it is interesting. I, I just unboxed it. I have no idea. It's not a lot. I thought it'd be more. Suppose it's pretty good size, right? Forty inch wingspan. Mm -hmm. Uh, so really nice laser cutting on it. Really nice laser cutting. Yeah, Steven's arrow does some nice oh. stuff. Uh, and just some, just some hardware in there. I see some brass tubing, some odds and ends, nuts and bolts, instruction manual. This looks pretty darn cool. I don't know when I'll be able to get around to building it, but I really would like to sort of see it and just kind of around with it. Did y'all get so the guys, email that Steven's arrow was still continuing their 20% discount, I think, uh, through today or tomorrow? Uh, no. Yeah. So I may have so, to revisit that Pilatus, uh, not Pilatus Porter, um, Pete and Pole. You're just stalling. If you meant it, you would have bought it two weeks ago. Sorry. <laughs> but it did look good. The laser cutting looked good just from the video you were showing. Have you ever yeah. built one of their kits before? That's a negative Ghost Rider. Yeah, they're they're nice. They fall together. That's it, one of those that you can piece it together like a puzzle without any glue. And then once you're satisfied that it's all in place, you just put a drop of glue on all the seams and bada bing. Not like the uh, elevator and rudder on the 
Again with the elevator rudder in it. Hot air gun, boiling steam, <laughs> a couple of lead weights. I just looking at the specs, they're only calling for a, a 250 size brushes motor, which seems really small. Yeah, their stuff is very light typically. Two cell, 500 milliamp hour at the max. Uh, did you get their covering, or are you going to use stuff you already have? Uh, no, I didn't think about the covering. I'll probably use some, uh, was it light span or something like that? Yeah, what's the stuff they sell? Is it Aura Cover? It's you know, really know. lightweight. Um, I've been happy with it the, when I got it. It's yeah. very pliable. It sticks well. So. Yeah, I might try that. I haven't thought that far ahead into the future. Yeah. I just It was on sale. It's, not, it's goofy looking. Let me try it. Now, what's the one that's getting shut down? I'm losing my brain here. There's a, a covering manufacturer in Europe, England, that's shutting down. Oh, darn it. Is that or a cover? Oh, yeah, nah, I'm just making no, stuff up. Unless we brand. Um, I forgot the name, but it wasn't. Yeah. If, if one of our listeners was on Balsam Modeler for him. Yeah, some of the buzz at AMA Expo was whether or not somebody's going to try to take over that operation and how much more they're going to produce before they lock the doors. But I never heard any final solution. So. Oh, hey, Randy Larson's online. I see he's just sent us a message. He missed the Warbird chat. No, no, he got that. <laughs> Shout out to Randy. He's one of our previous guests. And, uh, oh, Nathan says he's, uh, yeah, Nathan, go up to the Stevens Arrow website. They have some sale. They have some stuff on there. Well, I just went to the site, and it said 10%, but I thought I got an email that said 20%. But... Uh, yeah, and I thought that's what he said at the show, but don't quote me on that. Oh, uh, Randy, I have a, a Valiant with a 10cc Evolution gas engine. That was my first gas engine, so uh, it's it's been an interesting experience. Repeat the question for those in the back. In the back. Look at the YouTube video. Uh, well, I, man, it screws me up if I'm watching oh. the lag on the YouTube. <laughs> oh, Randy Larson was saying that he has the VQ P51B uh, model as well. He said it was a good flying plane. Yeah, oh, and he cool. said it in past tense, though. He said it flew great. Oh, it flew great. He did that figure nine with it. We know how he and Greg fly their planes. Well, he says he had an Evolution 10cc gas engine. Uh, oh, okay. Same, okay. same exact engine I have on uh, the Valiant that I just did a review for. So uh, that was interesting. So I am obviously going to go electric with it. Yeah. You got the, the motor and stuff for it? Um, yeah. The system I have planned out right now should have plenty of power. My only question is whether or not there's going to be enough ground clearance because I want to run a 12-inch prop. And so if that doesn't work, I'm going to have to rethink some things. Well, put a four-blader on it. They have four-bladers, right? Yeah. The only problem is it already comes with a spinner. And oh. yeah, so we'll see. That's I'm sure make, something will work out. That's why they make Dremel tools. That's true. All Let's right. Well. I think that kind of wraps up our, you got anything, uh, Lee? No, I was just saying, I'm still hacking away at that SIG quick build. When you say I, it, come on. I want to, I want to have a little fun here. I didn't know if I was going to do this or not, but this is the post I made or similar post I made in, uh, Balsa modelers, Balsa model airplane builders association, Bamaba. There we go. Balsa model. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm building with Balsa. But look how thick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> look how thick this wood is. And it's no, it's three eighths. I mean, it's it's pretty darn close. But I mean, it's just, you know, they just drew lines. I gotta cut them out. It's not, you know, it's not something you can easily cut with an exacto knife. But I mean it is <laughs> it is a block wow. of balsa that I'm building in this at this quick built. And so I've 
got the wings pretty much done. I mean, I've got the uh, leading and trailing edge on and uh, as far as the, the foam sheeting and stuff. So now I'm going to trim the uh, ailerons and flaps and start coming up with them. And, and one thing I just realized is that I, I was uh, looking at some photos online and someone had another, uh, I, Oh, I take it back. Randy will appreciate this. The one fifties that were flying at SCOBY, uh, the video I posted and thank you, Randy, for bringing your team there. That was awesome. But there were these four guys flying uh, 150s. Cessna uh, 150s. Cessna 150s aerobats. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I'm looking at those wing struts. And I was like, I don't remember seeing wing struts in my kit or the part in the manual that said to mount them. And then I'm realizing there's no place to mount the wing strut on the wing. All they had was foam and balsa sheeting. So uh, I got a I'm kind of glad I stopped to go back and say, I need to reinforce that area where it's going to link in versus just like a, a T-pin, <laughs> you know? Well, those struts will just be cosmetic, right? Yeah, but I just, I mean, they're they're, they're going to be pretty big, so I, they're going to cause some drag. Do I you have struts? I don't know. That's why I got, I got to go dig through the box. So I was like, I was, uh, I couldn't remember in the, man, uh, the manual, but anyway, just. Uh, that's <laughs> probably a broomstick that you're supposed to carve. <laughs> go to your near, yeah whatever the old store is back with uh, Woolworth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's, she's back there, but hopefully I'll, I'll have her up. While, while you're doing that, let me just pull up. Oh, uh, so the people, the, uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, oh crap. I hit the wrong button. It. Newbie. Yeah, I know newbie. That's me. Oh, wrong picture. There we go. Yeah. So I picked up, I was at the local hobby shop and he had some old magazines and one of them was a 1976 model builder. And as I was leafing through it, I saw this on one of the last pages. I say, hey, wait a minute. It's the quick built SS150 that Lee's working on. Yeah, that's and my that's, kit. That's an old <laughs> kit. <laughs> we expect yours to look that goodly. Oh, the various shades of gray. Uh, oh, I hope so too. Yeah, wow. it's funny. It, it dates back to 1976 at least. I don't know. Can you see the servos in there? Uh, let me see if I can zoom in a little bit. Can you see it while I'm not talking? I see it, yeah. Okay. I thought for some reason, if I wasn't talking, you didn't see it. <laughs> it's just a module. I'm sorry. I'm talking over, but it's a, I'm not making it that way. <laughs> it is a goofy-looking structure. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Montezuma. Okay, enough of that. That's just going to give me nightmares. How much is it supposed <laughs> to weigh? I'm not interested. Where, what's the weight? Seven point something? Seven and a half. All right, your goalie is seven pounds or less. I you think can I save that, that with just the servos. I'll bet those servos weigh six ounces each in this uh, model. Well, here's the here's the fuselage. This is probably half inch again. It's just, but I, there are going to be some lightning holes in that big block of wood there. Wow! Did they get one of those faucet faucet drills? They call it. I'm just faucet. gonna get my Dremel and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, we got a question. Somebody wants us to show off our airplanes. Well, <laughs> full disclosure, that's my son. Oh, there we go. There's uh, there's one of my planes, my thunder and lightning. There you go. Uh, so are you are you working on anything else? Uh, you haven't started your Steven Zero. You just got that. Is there anything I else? I just got it in the mail. Yeah, you saw I just opened it up. So Right. Is there anything else you're working on? Yeah, working on. Have I talked about the QT project? QT project. Yeah. No. The old Air Triumphs QT? Oh, yeah. I want to see if I can build one for the Small Steps event. That's a Parasol 049? Yeah. Okay. 
I uh, found the plans for one. Uh, oh, funny story. Uh, Jeff, you know, you guys know Jeff. Well, uh, knows him. Jeff says, hey, I, uh, we were doing some cleaning, and I found some old kits uh, or something. What Do you want one of them? And I said, okay. So I went over his house. And he pulls out a box. It's of a QT. I'm like, nice. it's a QT. I want a QT. Before, after you'd started the plans. This is before. Or okay. kind of, sort of before. And so, yeah, a QT. I, I pick up the box. I open it up. It's just a bunch of random wood. There's no QT. <laughs> <laughs> just some old. It's like QT. Yeah, I've got some boxes in here where I store my script also. <laughs> That's so. what my quick built feels like. <laughs> <laughs> just random wood. Well, anyway, it's so a, it's just uh, a log. It says here you need to take the mark off. <laughs> so uh, it's a it's a real simple kit. So I found some plans online for it uh, um, uh, that I downloaded, and uh, you know it's an old old design. Uh, and you know I have access to a laser cutter, so I thought it would be a good ex exercise in uh, working with the laser cutter to laser cut some parts off for it. So uh, I took the plans, traced over them, and drew the parts and laser cut all the parts and so now i just got to see if they all stick together uh, and that was my near-term goal i was actually going to start working on it really really soon but something else has come up i need to work on that first so my plan is to piece it together probably stick an 049 on it believe it or not i think at least initially plan around like that first so small like steps is when june right Dolly? first yep first weekend in june fitz and i are packing up and heading out there yeah. Tick tock. Oh, where does it stand now? Still just a dream? Are there any what? tangible parts of this airplane yet? Yeah, yeah. I laser cut a bunch of the parts. Oh, you did actually cut it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're all cut out. So now I just got to go um, print out the full size plans. I haven't done that yet. And get some, and just throw it on the workbench and give it a shot. Cool. Yeah. So that's uh, really the thing I've been working on lately. I still got another plan I've got to start working on, but I'm still, I'm bouncing around between so many different things right now. Our club is having our Warbird fly in next month. So that's I've becoming got, a real thing, right? Yeah, it's got a pretty big deal. Uh, we were talking about last night at the uh, club meeting. Uh, I hope Randy and the gang are going to be there. And I think uh, that's pretty significant because this is inside the gates of the Johnson Space Center. Yeah, there's a bit of coordination that has to go on to get that ready to run and stuff. So it's a yeah. bit of a production. For a lot of years, that was a, a constraint, a huge constraint. Oh, uh, Nathan just said he has the plans for QT. Um, you coming down to? Uh, yeah, you coming out to the uh, boat meet, Nathan? Let me know if you are. Maybe you can, if you wouldn't mind, dropping the plans, taking the plans with you. Hey, Randy just said he was going to be there for the event. And All right. uh, I'd like to chime in. Randy did send me a nice uh, email. And, uh, you know, I saw him at the SCOBY event. And uh, the Texas Warbird uh, Thunder team, you know, those guys travel a lot to go to events here in Texas and probably, you know, outside of Texas. I, I'm not with them all the time. But uh, he's right. We, uh, we need to thank these guys for bringing their awesome planes and bringing pilots to, to put on great shows. Uh, you know, I like that team, the Texas Warbird Thunder team. Uh, those guys are a lot of fun to hang out with and, and videotape, of course. And uh, I'll uh, I'll be joining their ranks come uh, Bomber Field. I'll be there with my Corsair, my smelly, leaky, flamey, noisy gasser. <laughs> you know, when I was in the Lubbock Club, it wasn't a very large club, maybe 40 or 50 guys, but they were very Warbird heavy. 
And they were always um, very conscientious about the events they go to. And they would travel all over Oklahoma and Texas, down to Houston. And, you know, that's a nine hour drive. And if you're pulling a trailer, that's huge. But it seems to be kind of a reciprocity thing where if you go to somebody's event, they're going to come to your event. And so you tend to see a lot of the same guys going around and you know, it's a big deal. So yeah, shout out to all those people who are willing to make those big trips to fly with other people and, and be seen and participate in events. Cause some guys aren't flying planes that just fit in the back of your car. I mean, they, you're right. They bring yeah. these big trailers and it's neat. You know, and I, I certainly appreciate you, Randy and all the other guys uh, that come from Austin and, uh, now, whenever you guys are out and about, I'll, I'll try to be there. And speaking of traveling, though, I mean, going back to, to small, I think I'm looking forward to this trip. We'll see Tony Accurso, a uh, gentleman we had on our show. And right now, Fitz and I are trying to decide if we're getting a trailer, what are, what are we putting in it? What, what, are you, what is that? <laughs> and why? Really? <laughs> you can see that? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lee, uh, yeah, Lee and I talked about, you know, getting a trailer set up. And so we have stuff for all our toys and whatnot and whatever toys we make. End up picking back with us. Wait, are you taking the suburban? We're taking my suburban, but and you still also... want a trailer? Well, yeah, because we're going to be there for three to four days. Oh, are you going to sleep in the suburban or something? No, we're staying in a hotel, but oh. I want to bring a lot of planes. I mean, I, because okay. I'm bringing both of our planes. Okay, I'm not judging. Speaking of planes that you're taking to small, how's that Nitro Thunder Lightning coming along? <sighs> Sigh. I haven't had a chance to, to check Holy. the engine. Yeah. It, it has, it's, it's not running, but I'll, I'll get back to it. I've, I've been doing a lot of scout stuff <laughs> lately. I've been doing a lot of inventorying of scout tents and cookware. So my, uh, I've been busy, but uh, <laughs> I will certainly get back to that uh, RCB 49 and try to get it to stay running. I'm hoping it's either a, a a uh, bad fuel line, maybe the clunkers uh, jam because I didn't get to see it uh, completely, or I can change the read. It's a brand new read, so. All right. Well, don't focus on that too much. My hunch is that if you show up at small with an airframe that's ready to have a baby bee bolted onto the firewall, <laughs> there will be no shortage of donor engines. There will be a baby bee bolted in a firewall within probably half an hour. So. Every other flight will be a different. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so change gears and build yourself an airframe. <laughs> instead, of, instead of changing the prop, just change the engine. Yeah, you you, you've never been there, Lee, have you? To that event, I have never been to small. There are more 049 power planes there that I've ever seen in my life, and what it, it was just amazing. All yeah. kind, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember when we used to go to dinner at after best, or, or excuse me, during best, and Keith would talk about how much he loved small. You know, that was the, the thing he loved to go to. So I, I haven't picked on Keith lately, but I sure hope he's going this year. I'd, I'd like to hang out with him and, and his airplanes. Mm. All right. How about for a little interlude? Remember I told you about the Oh, yeah. I Speak That's the book airplane. that Thayer introduced us to. Yes. Our last guest, Thayer uh, Simon. Yes, mentioned this book, and uh, I, I found a copy. They're not the cheapest things in the world, but there's you can find them on Amazon. Uh, you, most of them are used. There's no new ones, I don't think. Or there's several and about the same price range. Yeah, there's several about the same price range. I think I paid okay. forty bucks for this one. That one looks like it's in good shape. This is a really good shape. I don't think it was. It was, it was listed as used, but I doubt it was ever used. Uh, looked at. Um, I'm trying to be, trying to be careful with it, uh, but it's got a, actually a fantastic narrative. I only just got a little bit. 
into it, but it really is, reads really nicely. And so just to give me an idea, I thought I would read a paragraph from there. That, huh? Spoiler, the girlfriend is a man. <laughs> no! It's not, the, it's not the crying model airplane. <laughs> so let me... Uh... Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, no. How are you going to leave with a pipe in your mouth? All right. Is he going to is he going to talk about a pirate? Is this a pirate talk for a model airplane? <laughs> the plane dove high from the sky. It was a mighty fine plane, the finest model ever. <laughs> All right, all right, let's see. You're going to need a bigger prop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. You got a good angle? Uh, look at it. <laughs> Lifers. Let me know if you can't understand the word I'm saying. Uh, where do I start? Buzz Averill, as a big Westerner testifies, is a lifetime modeler. Okay, pipe out. <laughs> All right. No pipe. We have the image. <laughs> I, I like this pipe. I went to have. Yeah. Take <laughs> there are in America fewer than 100,000 such people left. People for whom the building and flying of miniature aircraft is a passion, an obsession, a source of energy and enthusiasm virtually inseparable from their life force. People are hooked by this unique hobby sport for not a year or a decade but forever. Lifers. I'm nodding. Nodding? Okay. <laughs> I can't remember how far I wanted to go. Paradoxically, the number of lifer modeler, number of lifetime modelers continues to shrink even as the hobby itself grows. Of the thousands of beginners who take up air modeling each year, buy kits and the hardware and fuels necessary to get the first model into the air, most lose interest and drift away within 24 to 30 months. The rest may last a few years, five, ten, before other interests seduce them away. The half-finished models and basements, the boxes of engines and radios that float like driftwood through the flea markets all testify to the high turnover within the hobby. But throughout the turnover, lifers like Buzz Averill carry on the solid core of the hobbyist sport that back in the 30s and 40s numbered its adherents in the millions. Scattered thinly across America, these lifers are local experts, the old-timers, whose opinions are sought whenever anyone starts thinking about modifying a kit or an engine, designing something original, straying from the well-torn path that air modeling has become in its 80-year history. So Even though they are backbone of the hobby, most America's lifers keep a low profile. Half a dozen monthly magazines cover the U.S. modeling scene, and yet comparatively few of the nation's lifetime modelers ever appear in these magazines, either a name or picture. Not many of them seem to crave hero status. No more than a thousand are national-level competitors willing to trick endlessly back and forth across a 3,000-mile-wide flying field in pursuit of the Gilded Trophy and a weekend of camaraderie and fame. So when was this written? Uh, early 90s, I believe. Double check. Okay, so not all that long ago. Yeah, 1992. Okay. Gets hmm. me right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think those observations are still valid today? Um, it's interesting. Uh, I think some of them probably are very still somewhat valid. Um, I think 
the drones have maybe caused an uptick. He talks about how it's kind of re- gone down. Uh, I think multi-road or multi-racing has probably caused a bit of an uptick. I think the um, the flight test type stuff has also seen an uptick. Yeah. See, I wonder how we got those metrics, because if he's looking just at AMA membership, which I would assume for a long time was you're really, really your best qualifier for how many people are in the hobby. I think today there's a lot of people who are in the hobby who aren't AMA members, so I don't know how you would actually figure out how many people are doing this stuff. Yeah. But, so you can compare how many people registered with the FAA to how many people are in the AMA. <laughs> you, <laughs> you make faces, Lee, but I, um, I exchanged emails with Philip Hinkle earlier today. Did you mention Philip on our guest list? I did. Okay. Um, he pointed out an article that talks about some rules the FAA is considering where um, they might want us to include uh, identifying like beacons on our planes. So I said I wasn't going to mention you. You might actually have a heart attack on the air. I could maybe see that for large GPS guided stuff, but yeah, and smaller, uh, no, it's that's yeah. And Philip made that same thing. And what I said to him is that's always to me been the the most logical distinction between what should be regulated and what should be ignored. So once you have okay. GPS, you, you can do all sorts of dumb stuff that you. It, it sounds like they're talking for. Yeah, it sounds like they're they're, they're you know, at least tentatively talking an ADSB type thing for uh, model small models, which is the new thing that all they're requiring all regular aircraft to have full scale aircraft. Um, right. It reports it's GPS link to record your speed, altitude, heading. I think a few other a couple other things, um, so that all the planes sort of know who's in the area and. They kind of talk to each other. Are there any micro devices at this point? I thought I heard somebody was actually trying to trying to develop one. Uh, They've got it down to three pounds. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't looked into it. I don't know Forty-two the, amps. I don't know the power requirement. Forty-two amps. <laughs> uh, I, I forgot. Uh, I should know this better, but uh, I'd like to know what kind of power outputs and that kind of stuff. Because I had once looked into yeah. the, the previous thing is called the transponders. Everybody knows the transponder. Yeah. Uh, and yes, that's yes. on 2.4 gigahertz. No problem. Uh, <laughs> well, back when I used to fly gliders, I thought, how come gliders don't have transponders? Uh, I thought, you know, it'd be nice to have a, something in there. Uh, so, so they can the crash after seeing a Learjet fly under me one day. I was like, yeah, I mean, he wasn't directly under me, but he was at lower altitude <laughs> and maybe a mile away. Uh, so it was enough to get my attention. Uh, and I said, well, how come those are transponders? And I pulled out some books and stuff. And transponders use a lot of power. Those things really suck power. If you had one in your glider running off a 12 volt battery, the battery lasts for maybe 20 minutes or something like that. It wouldn't really last very long. Um, <laughs> you had to pedal. While you're gliding, you had to pedal a little generator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when people start talking about that, it's like, yeah, how much is it going to weigh? How much power is things going to use? It's, it's And, and then, then if you got to fly in, you've got. You know, the rolling thunder, right? We got a dozen or more planes in the air at one time. All right. The kind of mess that would make at the somebody's flying a little Cessna, suddenly the whole screen fills up with airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry I brought it up, but I, I just thought I'd mention uh, it. No, no, it's, it's, we're closing on a sour note. Terry Quick, James. Nope, we're closing. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, hey, I see that we got some really interesting comments, some good stuff coming in through the comments on YouTube. So, guys, throw something at us. We, we're happy to talk about it, respond, and that kind of stuff. Well, there were some yeah. earlier. Have we yeah, addressed we the existing questions? I think they may have been holding back. Now we're giving them free reign. I think we'll let's uh, let's finish the last five to ten minutes of this with any Q and A people might have. Why are you trying to get rid of us, Lee? Huh? <laughs> some people probably want to go do something else. I'm, I'm, this, when is this over? <laughs> we'll do when one. they click the button. Keep out of my airspace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious for those who are still watching. We don't have a lot of viewers. That's okay. Uh, but for those of you who are watching, was this fun? Do you think this is something we should do? Uh, you know, every quarter, once a month. Uh, our 75th episode, our 100th episode. <laughs> no more. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell us we got a face for radio. <laughs> well, this is the first time we first time we did this, and uh, you know, I <laughs> yeah, man, I actually got to put clothes on today. <laughs> that was nice from Steve. Hey, Steve Wattenberg at AMA Expo. Sorry, I missed you, and didn't I miss you at um, Neat as well? We'll make the connection sooner or later. Joshua asked if I still fly. Of course, I still fly. I just uh, I've been I, I I went to SCOBY the other events just to to do some video. Uh, I was I didn't know if I was going to be there. In fact, so it was kind of a surprise. But yeah, I've I've got some planes. And finally, I my tiger cat is over there somewhere. But I, I got to get that bad boy back in the air. That was that's one of those things. If I get it flying, I'll feel like I've I've jumped a, a terrible hurdle of that that plane. Have you reached the point where you're confident in the radio system? I will once I put it together and I go take it uh, out for a uh, a radio test, you know, a range test at uh, our field, and I'll feel much better. So you've done that in your neighborhood? I did it in the neighborhood, but I'm going to take it to the field. Okay. And what did you ultimately change? The receiver. I, I, well, in in retrospect, I changed all the electronics except servo. <laughs> you know, right. That's the crazy thing. I, bought, I changed the control panel and all the extensions. But now I'm, well, no, I'm in back with but, the new equipment, but I've got a different receiver. But the only thing that made any noticeable difference was the receiver. Correct. Okay. And what was the, the original problem? You had a lockout while flying or something? Oh, it, yeah. It, it froze on me while I was flying. And it didn't come back with a blinking light, which you would assume loss of signal. Right. So you had a brownout and then a brownout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Get that sucker back up. <laughs> And while you went flying recently, Terry, you flew that little, uh, what was that? The carbon cub the, on yeah. skis? Mm -hmm. is, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, um, I put that together because I wanted to try out flying off of skis. So I got the Dubro Snowbird Snow Skis, and that's the 1.3 meter, uh, what's the uh, Horizon Hobby intro brand? Not Park Zone, but Hobby Zone, is that it? Whatever it is. Um, that's their carbon cub small version, which is a brushless airplane. And just for you, Lee, it has safe S plus. <laughs> so I turned off GPS for these flights just because, you know, I want to test one thing at a time being all scientific and all, but yeah, I took it, um, down to the local schoolyard on a weekend, flew it off the snow and it did fabulous. And so, it's, it's, is it not too big? Those, how many cameras did you have on it? it? Looks like you had a wingtip one. 
Um, yeah, usually when I have one wingtip camera, I have two wingtip cameras just for balance. So I never flew it with more than two, which is about five ounces. It didn't care. Those are my Runcam 2s that I put on just about everything. Which is why yeah. all of my airplanes have holes in them. <laughs> cheese. Swiss yeah. cheese wings. Vince, when's, yeah. your, when's your regatta? 24th of March. A couple of weeks. At? At the pond. Sylvan Rodriguez Park. Yeah, Sylvan Rodriguez Park. Um, the Ellington Field. <laughs> yes. Terry, when Spitz's regatta? Trying to lob some softballs up there for him. Yeah, also, uh, actually, also next week, for those in the Houston area, we have a swap meet. The JC Club has a swap meet uh, at the NASA facilities. Uh, I think you can, if you go to jscrcc.com, you'll see the flyer up there. That's our club website. So hopefully if people come out and buy and sell some stuff, I'm going to try to see if I can sell off some, some of my things a little bit. And then the week after that is the boat regatta. It's Wait, what are you selling? Stuff. We get dibs, man. Uh, I'll let you know because I don't even know exactly what I'm selling. Okay. If you want dibs, yeah, I'll go through this week and tell you, give you a preview, see what you think. You already have a, a T33 to bring up here in the summer. So yes, I fill up your car. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, I got a box for it too. So, but wasn't in a box. It's in a box, but it's gonna oh, go an in extra box, room. so it doesn't get crushed by your underwear and stuff. Okay. No, we're flying up. By the way. Oh, I thought you were driving all the way. No, take us two days to drive up there. Oh, well, yeah. That's how I got here. <laughs> well, I wasn't hauling half my house either with me. Hey, Fitz, I still have two plastic kits over here that I need to get to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I need those, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you're short on plastic models. Oh, speaking of plastic kits. Oh, wait, See what you did, oh, wait. There's more. He yanks himself with the cork. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shelf comes down. Ooh. All right, can you see this? Charger. Hazard 18. Do you see yeah. a thing? TV, no, TV Classics. Yes. Yes. I still got a couple more to get, but I had an idea for a, a diorama of sorts. <laughs> Are they all leaping over a bridge or a bus? <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, so if you if you can't tell, there's Starsky and Hutch, there's General Lee, there's 18 Van. 18 Van was actually pretty rare. I, had to, I was lucky fine to get that one. Uh, what else? Um, the Munsters Mobile and something else. Oh, the uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Cool. Oh, I have a Knight Rider here too, somewhere. Ooh, Knight Rider. Uh, I have two. And where is it? Yeah. Uh, Knight Rider Super Pursuit Mode. <laughs> Does it have lights? Does it have a sound box? <laughs> no, but it will. <laughs> all right stop talking about static <laughs> models so that's another distraction yeah sorry this is my plastic model room i, I unlike lee and terry I, I can't do this in my actual rc model room because that's off in the garage with no wi-fi connection so uh, 
and I'm stuck with my other distractions. Although, yeah. do I got the sub here? RC sub is sitting up on the table. Hey, did you? Fix it? only has two workshops. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call it a Karasha workshop. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's more of a storage facility. Oh my goodness! But it's actually cleaned out a little bit better than I think last time you saw it. That was an eye-opening experience. I honestly thought Terry had more junk than I did. And then when I went into Fitz's garage, <laughs> that was it. And the oh, winner <laughs> by a long shot. Oh, no, I'm much cleaner than I used to be. Have you seen my new shop? No, I'm at your old house. Yeah, I know. The one in Houston was pretty bad. Yeah, But his, his from shift. Check uh, me out. I'm all clean and stuff. <laughs> Almost organized. Here's my photo area. Where's my workbench back here. Yeah, so See? for those of you tuning in or not not knowing, Terry does a lot of writing and reviews, so you know he has that set up to actually do work. That's right. Although I have used my little table for a couple of videos. Did you get yourself a drill, Dr. Terry? No, I haven't yet. I need to do that. I got an Amazon gift card for Christmas, so maybe that's what it'll go for. But I tend to to go from thing to thing. You mentioned a new camera, then I'm like, oh, I should go look at cameras, and then that goes off forever and I see something shiny and about a rabbit hole. Switch. Yeah. So anyway, I'll get something. Are you still in love with your drill doctor? I am. I ha I haven't needed it recently, but um, you know, I if I get a bit, you know, I just grab a bit and I start sizing it with my. Uh... Go door to door. You got dull drill bits. <laughs> Bring out your drill bits. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sharpen for food. Um, no, it's like, I mean, I have a, I have a lot. I mean, I've, I've just accumulated a lot over time, so it works great. So I definitely recommend it. All right. So, have we sufficiently addressed the some of the pending questions? Well, Randy wants to know where your Herbie the Love Bug is. Yeah, I posted. I'm only doing the movie cars because if I, I'm mean, a movie TV cars because if I start doing movies, that's a whole nother. That has to do the Ghostbusters and Herbie. And, uh, although I do have a DeLorean that I built some years ago. It's not in the display case. Uh, but I thought just uh, just TV show cars, I thought, keep it at that and not go wild. And no cartoon cars either. Uh, so. so the latest question I see is, what is a drill doctor? And that's from Nate. Excuse me, Nat. Stand you by. Wanna, you want to pull one up for the screenshot? Oh, yeah, at least got one. It's a drill bit sharpener, right? Can we just leave it at that? That is a drill doctor. <laughs> All right, Nate. It's a drill bit sharpener. The drill doctors is the brand. But here it is. Got a little chuck you use to put the drill bit in it, sharpens it, and we're able to hire. Okay. Then you can do a split bit at the, at the end, and it's great. It's, this does a great job, and boy, it brings your drill bits back to life. And I've been wanting one for a long time and got it, and I did a little video. I have a radiation YouTube channel, and if you watch it, it's, you know, just a quick demo. So highly recommend it. All right, so Fitz, you're keeping me out, man, with that mask. <laughs> it's a no mask. Well, the... Uh... The wrapper on it crinkles when you put it on, and so then it switches to your video feed. 
So if you're trying to be uh, <laughs> secretive about it, it's not working. So I'm showing my drill doctor, then your face pops up. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we've kind of gotten on a yeah. Sidetrack there. Yeah, this this podcast has been a little bit uh, uh, unusual for us. We're not as structured as we usually are. We're just kind of structured. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just kind of goofing off with the format and interacting with our our, our listeners and stuff. Uh, some of them we know personally, and just uh, just sort of it's kind of fun though. Just kind of goofing off in the camera. But usually you see our mugs. All right. Well, let's uh, reel it back in. Do you guys want to hear a little bit more about the AMA Expo? Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, some of your extra thoughts on that? Okay, so I talked to you guys after the first day on Friday, and I honestly don't remember what I said, but um, hey, we were there with Thayer, so he had a lot to uh, input on that. Um, basically, I think I told you I saw um, some of the presentations, and I thought they were all excellent. Uh, we saw the presentation about the uh, X Prize and how some of those characters came into play. And then on Sunday, I saw another presentation about Stratolaunch, which is, you know, the new largest airplane ever. Yeah, One of those guys was there and he was talking about that. And that was really cool. So I kind of knew on the fringe of what was going on there, but I didn't know many details. And he talked about how they're designing it and some of the milestones and how they hacked up two 747s to pull parts off of. Wow. Uh, anyway, I didn't know that. Yeah, they flew 747s in and then the next day started hacking them up with sawzalls and pulling parts off. Now, of course, engines, landing gear, cockpits. Quick, quick thing. Thing. I'm a little surprised because where it's, they're located is a boneyard for commercial airliners. Yeah, well, I guess they needed fresh ones. I, I don't know. But uh, I have since contacted them, and I'm trying to get enough details to write an article about it. I thought it was pretty fascinating. And apparently, they've been kind of secretive about the whole thing so far. So I get the impression that that presentation was um, a lot of new information that hadn't been out there before. Yeah, yeah. But it is getting a lot more attention now because they've started the taxi test of this guy. But for those who don't know, this is the new launch aircraft, space launch aircraft being built out in the Mojave Desert by Scaled Composites and other people. 380-something foot wingspan, which is considerably larger than the Spruce Goose. Uh, six engines. The engines came off the 747s. I forget what the lifting capacity is, something like half a million pounds. It's just insane, the proportions of this thing. Now, while they were at the... AMA Expo, they had some postcards there and you could self-address it and put it in a bin and they're going to fly those postcards on the maiden flight and then mail it to you as a souvenir. So I filled one of those out. That'd be neat. I'm going to put an RC spin on this and say that's probably one hell of an indoor flying <laughs> building. <laughs> the hangar. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bet we could get the Texas Warbird Thunder team in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a monster. Ain't it? Let me switch to you. Something about the spar that maybe it's the longest single piece of carbon fiber ever made. I don't remember exactly what the qualifier was, but can you imagine? That thing is just enormous. Anyway, so that was a neat presentation. There was just a lot of other stuff. Uh, Other presentations, Dave Wigley, a former Top Gun winner, was there with some um, his Westland Wyvern, which is a contra-rotating, very obscure British plane. He was talking about some of the stuff he did for that and a bow fighter and just kind of how he does what he does. Just all kinds of neat stuff. Um, Turns out um, the Beacon Adhesive guys were there, and they're 
Those are your guys, right, Lee? You're the big fanboy. You got me onto the foam tech stuff. So I went over and talked to them. And you know, they've got some stuff other than foam tech. They've got some foam finished products and they sent foam, me home. Foam stick, foam float, foam. Oh, I forget the name of it, but it's on the website. But no, they've got some stuff that it's kind of like you would use um uh, what's that stuff? The drywall spackle to help smooth out the finish on foam. It's like that, only it's pliable. It doesn't turn brittle. So hmm. yeah, that was neat stuff. But they sent me home with this uh, kind of glues all epoxy type stuff that I'm going to try. Apparently, it's really good for composite materials. Hmm. So, and they have the single use uh, dispensers of foam tack. So you don't have to worry about the stuff drying out. And, Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. They sell them in bags. Um, did they, and, did uh, they have epoxy like that too? I'd like to. I was thinking the other day, we'd nice to have single use epoxy too. Uh, you remember Keith gave us uh, a bunch of those. At oh, one that's point. right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> expired. Expired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember, they had, to, they had to get off the shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Terry, you had some really good shots of some of the scale models there. Uh, can you tell us? Can you talk about that? Some of the stuff was looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some really good stuff there. The The center of the show floor had tables set up where they had airplanes, cars, boats, uh, some control line stuff. You know, obviously, that falls under airplanes. Some helicopters there and pretty much any category of not just RC models, but uh, functional models was on display and participating in competitions. And all of them had to be ready to be used but their functionality had nothing to do with the competition. The competition only judged them on craftsmanship. So uh, two of the standouts for me, there was a control line model of a Maki MC-205, which is, I forget what it's called, but- It's their fighter plane, isn't it? What's that? It's their Italian fighter plane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember the Air and Space Museum has, I thought it was a 202, but you know, it's very, uh, sleek looking apparently their best fighter there was a control line model of that there that had been built i don't know how many years ago a long time ago but until very recently they didn't allow control line models to compete in this static competition so it had uh -huh. never been entered in this competition before okay. but yeah you'll have to go find my um my photo album on this the detail on this thing was amazing and then talking to thayer about it later he has the back issue where this thing originally appeared in Flying Models magazine, where the son of the builder talks about how this guy built it. And apparently he contacted, first he talked to the Air and Space Museum, but he had to be behind the velvet ropes the whole time. And actually at the time it was hanging from the ceiling. So that wasn't much help to him. But there was a museum in Italy that had one that he could access. So he went there and was able to crawl around this thing and the Maki factory is still around. They were restoring one and they allowed him unencumbered access to this restored one. So he's taking pictures and actually flying back and forth between New York and Italy, documenting this thing wow. and recreated it. Like the joystick functions, moves cables, all the levers. It's insane. The, the amount of detail this guy put in and it's not a big model. I mean, it's maybe 48 inch wingspan. So I don't know how long he spent putting it together. I want to say it was like 10,000 hours, but 
You're looking at all these really great models, and then you get to this one, and there's like the, this beam of light coming out of the ceiling on it. <laughs> it stands out uh, against all the other ones. So it's just really neat to see that level of perfection in a model that you just don't normally see. Wow. Uh, so, side, side thought, just speaking of Italian, I was out uh, today working on my car. I had to replace one of the headlights. And being a German car, it takes a half an hour just to replace the light bulb. But <laughs> Uh, and I heard this really loud noise. Like, what the hell is it? It's an airplane flying over. And look up, it's one of those Piaggio Avantis. Oh, yeah. Oh, those do make a, oh, a loud noise. Horrendous noise, that thing. It's a neat plane, but that's it's it's a, a canard twin pusher. Is that a turboprop? It's a turboprop. It's sort of a three surface canard and a tail. Uh, yeah, there really used nice to be a good thing. model of that by Hobby Lobby, right? Yes, I have one. That, needs that you have or had? I have. <laughs> in the box what no 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 it's used it, it's kind of beat up uh it, it's it's it was grabenized so it needs some uh, <laughs> it needs some lots of tlc i have one of those <laughs> anyways right. continue i just thought that when you said italian i was like hey i saw an italian plane today yeah, yeah. all right so i mentioned one other plane that stood out that was a rob queso's um Hansa Brandenburg, what was it, a W-12? It's a biplane, float plane, World War One deal. Uh, very cool. He, I think he got a plastic model kit from uh, Wingnut Warbirds. Does that sound familiar to you, Fitz, yes, guys yes. in New Zealand? That's a fairly new company that makes fantastic uh, World War One models. Of yeah, isn't that scales. part of Peter Jackson's empire? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I want to say that it's part of that stuff down in New Zealand. Yeah. But sure. anyway, I think based on one of those models, he drew the plans, built this thing from scratch. It's got the lozenge pattern all over it. He created the mask, airbrushed the whole thing. I mean, I can't describe it enough to, to do justice to the amount of effort. And I just, you have to look at the pictures and then imagine it in life, like in person. It's just yeah. amazing workmanship. <laughs> so you look at it and... You want to be inspired, but at the same time, you're like, gosh, I'll never be able to do that. I'm just giving up. Oh, uh, uh, what the company makes an R for that? Um, no, Maxford. Maxford. That's the monoplane version. Oh, is that the biplane? Yeah, oh, the one here is uh, the biplane version. Very similar looking, but yeah. A Two Adam wings instead of one. Adam wants to know if there were any B-17s there. B-17s. I don't recall any, no. Definitely not in the static competition. So, sorry. Hmm. But they had an indoor cage set up where people were flying control line. I might have mentioned that before. There's actually, a, this was just a net hanging down from the ceiling, which is great for control line and little micro quads. But they flew a big helicopter in there a couple times. Oh, so, yeah, I'm not sure that was planned because a little, <laughs> a few people got kind of nervous about it when it was happening. But yeah, it all happened fine. And I mentioned the pond. There's some neat stuff in the pond. I, I, I could just go on and on. And we got to try out the Stevens Aero uh, waterboards there. Just all kinds of cool stuff. And I, see, I don't remember what we talked about before. Did I tell you I held a piece of the Hindenburg? No, but you... Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, just all kinds of neat stuff there. I think the average person could go to the expo. You're going to need all day to, to really soak in everything. You could probably skim the floor in a couple hours, but if you really want to 
take true stock of what's there to offer. You plan for the whole day. You're going to need it. So that, hopefully I'll be going back next year. And I did go to the Intrepid Museum the next day with Thayer and Dan Cray. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a whole other story. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that uh, next time. Yeah, sure. It's kind of neat to go to uh, an aerospace museum with aerospace people. The <laughs> yeah. pace is very slow. <laughs> Nerdgasm was... Uh... Yeah, yeah we, we were going in... Oh, a neat anecdote here. We were inside the ship on the hangar deck. I look over and there's a NASA exhibit. And I'm like, hey... I know the lady working there. So I walk over to say hi. And I look down at the table in front of her. I'm like, hey, I know this stuff. And it was a selection of hardware from the lab I used to work in. Oh, was it? Yeah, <laughs> nice. They still have your initials carved into it? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you actually knew the person there too? Yeah. Yeah. So oh. we had a, a, oh. a quick hello. Uh, and uh, But the funny thing is, after that, we walk over and they had the uh, F4J Fury, the Navy version sort of of the F-86. Yeah. And we got over to the tail services. I believe it was the rudder and elevators had these weird steps in them, kind of like a Klein Fogelman step. And so we must have sat there 15 or 20 minutes discussing the possible reasons why that was there and what effects it could have and did other airplanes have this. Ooh. So that was kind of our pace throughout the whole museum. We'd, we'd stumble onto something unique like that, and we'd debate it and mm. beat it to death. But it was fun. And the ship is a few blocks away from Times Square, so we went there next. Yeah, I've seen the ship when it last, I think last time I was in New York City. Uh, I didn't get a chance to visit it, but I think we drove right past it or something. Oh. So that was kind of neat. Next time you should go visit it. Yeah, yeah. We were, we planned on going back up, and the wife was already talking, going to New York City. So yeah, they have a SR-71, a Concorde, the Shuttle Enterprise. So yeah, well, it's worth a day for yeah. sure. All right. All right. You got any uh, last thoughts, uh, Lee, yourself? I hope you guys had fun watching. We had fun doing it. This is uh, a little different than the way we do our podcast. And I think I'm usually in a more comfortable chair. I've been squirming a lot in this <laughs> stool I have. Uh, but yeah, this is this is neat, guys. I mean, for for us, this is our fiftieth episode, but we've been doing this for almost two years. Is that right? Twenty sixteen is when we started. May yeah. is that right? May seventh or something like that. So we we still enjoy it. We hope you guys do too. Uh, please like our uh, Facebook page, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll probably put some more videos and maybe even another uh, YouTube chat. Yeah, this was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, I'd like to hear some feedback from our audience uh, if they like this or not and how often maybe we should do it, as Lee had mentioned. And um, I don't know if we have time for any last uh, bit of questions from the listeners, uh, if you can type in something real quick. Uh, but uh, it's been amazing how we, when we first started this, we just thought, eh, we'll just give it a shot for a little while, see how it goes, and didn't really think too much of it. And here we are still doing this, like I said, almost two years later. Two and a half years later, something like that, uh, and to, we haven't. Uh, I think Terry threatened to go diva on us and quit at one point uh, when we started. <laughs> I did. No, you joked about it. <laughs> he said he hadn't done it yet. <laughs> okay. No, Don't no, remind me. No, no, no. no. Uh, so we haven't. You know, uh, we have. None of us has gone diva. None of us threatened to uh, uh, do something of bodily harm to each other or anything like that. So. We all found it kind of, it's kind of interesting. We all found our roles within 
to produce this podcast because there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you guys don't see uh, as a listening audience to get everything organized, to coordinate and that kind of stuff. And so it is a bunch of work to produce each episode, you know, which is why we do it on a two week schedule. Cause if we did every week, we would just, it would just be too much. Yeah. I think we'd burn out pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't want to burn out because we know this is stuff where we were really passionate about love models and we love interacting with everybody. So uh, I just want to say thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to the guys who joined us tonight. Uh, just off the wall, I think we'll probably do this again. Huh? Sure. I'd love to do it again. Yeah. And I want to reiterate that really want to say thanks to everybody that is joining us online. I frankly, I'm surprised. So I'm flattered and honored. So Cool. It, it, will, wasn't, it wasn't 100 or 200 viewers, but hopefully this will be saved and, and maybe some more people will catch on. This was the first time we've done this, so we hope, they, uh, hope you forgive us. But do listen to our podcast because we've had some nice comments from people. I know someone who approached me and, and said, uh, you know, they do. They love listening to it in their car and they, they try to catch every episode. So it's nice to know that you guys are out there. Right. And for if we haven't made this clear, this is also going to be released as a regular audio podcast that'll be available on iTunes and all the normal channels. And it sounds like it'll be a video that can be watched on YouTube later. So, and hopefully as we do this, we'll get better at being more interactive with it and catering to this particular media. Medium. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll learn what button does what. Maybe you'll hide your mask next time. <laughs> but I'm not going to delete any more emails. <laughs> See if you can get doubled by next time. <laughs> yes. Hey, he who dies the most emails still dies. <laughs> All right, uh, guys. It's always as fun as usual, especially this little extra video looking at your mugs. Uh, and thanks, everybody, for joining us. And I guess we'll see you next time. Until then, fly safely. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.